0: it up. Get ready. You're tuned in to V.O. Buzz Weekly. Weekly.
1: The show where aspiring voice actors, established
0: V.O. pros, and
1: curious fans alike get to meet and learn
0: from the mega successful, talented
2: voiceover. Hear their personal stories. Find out how they became so successful.
1: Learn their secrets and join them at the top. top. Come on, come on, come on and get Buzz with us.
3: Go be all you wanna be So come on, come on, come on And get buzzed with us And now,
0: prepare to get seriously buzzed With your hosts, Chuck Duran and Stacy J. Aswan
1: Everybody, I'm Stacy J. And I'm Chuck Duran. Welcome to a brand new episode of VO Buzz Weekly. That's right. And today
0: we are getting down to the BO business with Harlan Hogan. It's going to yes, be an awesome we are. show.
1: And we're going to do a headphone giveaway, so stay tuned. You have to watch parts one and two to be eligible. Okay, are you ready, Chuck? Let's go. Let's go. Our guest is coming to us from Chicago, Illinois. He is a versatile voice actor in commercials, political, narration, documentaries, and is the voice of Alistair in League of Legends, all you gamers out there. Oh, yeah. He is a two-time author and the mastermind behind the gear store, VoiceOverEssentials.com. We are so excited to get buzzed with the amazing and articulate Harlan Hogan.
0: Yes, Harlan Hogan! Hi,
1: Harlan!
0: hello welcome God, to the show buddy. i don't know <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing out there chicago brother
2: we're good we have a thunderstorm coming up so if you hear some thunder oh. lightning and rumbling or it could be my stomach but yeah yeah, right but i'm jealous it's, it's fine
0: it's, it's good fine. that you live indoors these days then
1: i miss thunder that's, and lightning we don't get it out here it's really i love those yeah, thunderstorms
2: you don't really do you no, no. yeah no not well, at all that's about it yeah, you know, that's no. It's okay. We need it. We had such a goofy winter that was just from hell. So a little rain now is good, yes. and you know, dogs came in and they're all soaked, and, you know that kind of stuff. Aww.
0: Absolutely. Well, listen, man. I want to get right down to it, and uh, first of all, let our viewers know mm-hmm. about you're being so generous and saying oh. that you are going to give away to one of our lucky viewers one of your. Awesome, awesome headphones mm-hmm. yes. that you have. Now we have these and we use I know them I
1: love them all a the time.. Bag.
0: Can you please walk us through what they need to do to win an awesome pair of these headphones?
2: Okay, as I understand it, uh, we have a little, <laughs> a little trivia question. There's like three questions. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of multiple choice, ABC or all of the above. So if you want to enter the contest, you send an email to me. Harlan at HarlanHogan.com. One of the few addresses everybody remembers. Remember, that's Harlan, H-A-R-L-A-N, no D, no E, no I. I actually have H-A-R-L-I-N, L-E-N, L-A-N-D-N. Oh, of course you do. All I do. It's alternative websites. And yeah. you know what? I get a couple hundred a year in each of those. And then there's ones that are addressed to, well, I can't say those. Anyway, <laughs> so it's Harlan at HarlanHogan.com. Send me an email. And uh, answer the questions, and I'm going to put all the ones that are, you know, have got all three right, out on the table, and I will invite Lila the dog. Mm. Um, it's my two-year-old. We have a thirteen- or two-year-old. My two-year-old dog who loves, loves paper. She devours <laughs> books, particularly books I just
3: bought, <laughs>
2: on, on more than one occasion. Oh. So Lila will run around, and whichever one she picks up first is the winner. That's great. great. I'll videotape this for you. And um, that'll be the winner. Now, the other thing is there's no losers because I I, I talk about business later. I don't believe you win auditions or lose them. I don't believe in it at all. So there's not a loser. Um, That person and everybody else who sent in an email will get a copy of my book, this one, this like <laughs>
3: Do hey, it, do it. Hello.
2: Leo, nice. Theo, <laughs> Tales and Techniques of a voiceover Actor, which I will sign. Whoa. Oh, I mean, uh, that's a 1995 value. Get down. And send it to you. I'll send it to you. And, I, and later on, we'll tell you why I'm being so generous with the books, right? That, yes, that's exactly. fantastic.
0: And listen, I just want to add to that uh, that we are going to post the trivia questions uh, at the end of this uh, segment, or even on our website at vobuzzweekly.com. So if you miss the uh, the trivia questions, you will find them there. We're probably going to have them on Facebook as well. But in the subject matter of your email, it needs to say huh. VoBuzz uh, Trivia contest, Mm -hmm. all right? If it doesn't say that, you automatically disqualify yourself, all right? And the other thing is this, you also will want to include your name and your mailing address, because if you don't win the headphones, or even if you do win the headphones, otherwise you can't get headphones or a book.
1: Yes, and this is for U.S. residents only, Yes, or at least having a U.S. mailing address, Yes, and this is only going from now until July 31st, 2014.
0: Absolutely. That so when you're good. watching
1: this episode two years from now... Y-
0: the contest is <laughs> over, okay? Yes. If it's two th- if it's 2017, you're in the wrong era. I'm um, sorry. No. Warranty's over. Yeah, warranty's okay. over. So well,
1: thank you for doing that. Absolutely, man. That's really, I love really, my really Harlan cool. Hogan headphones. Absolutely.
0: So listen, I want to jump right in here with a uh, a question for you, man. You started in radio as a DJ, uh, got a, B, uh, a BFA in theater from Illinois' Wesleyan university how did you find your your way into voiceover
2: i have this book that explains <laughs> oh yeah there's some truth to it. i wrote the book partially to answer that but the short form yeah pure dumb luck okay longer that form. give yeah, really us uh, a little sure. bit of the
0: longer form
2: <laughs> well i worked i worked you know i had to get a job in college i mean you know i was the only hogan that ever went to college i guess and um so my roommate at the time knew a guy who worked in a radio station, got to know this guy. He said, I ought to audition for this radio station. I thought, that sounded like fun, because I was a theater major. And uh, he also had a motorcycle. He was also going to Vietnam, unfortunately, mm. at the time. So I bought the motorcycle, got the job, and worked you know, nights, baseball games, or whatever. And I liked radio. It was fun. You know, I got a kick out of it. I thought, well, that's probably what I'll do. And I did it for a while. Got bored with it. Very bored with it. Very bored with it, and decided to try some other jobs, which I failed miserably.
1: Such as, I tried to be
2: a computer salesman. Oh. I'm in the Guinness Book of World Records of worst computer salesman. Here, I got a BFA in theater. I'm trying to sell thirty, you know, two hundred fifty thousand dollar pieces of gear that they wrote in Fortran. Like,
3: yeah. could
2: I pick a wrong? I did. But I, but I did work in, uh, at a uh, got a job at J. Walter Thompson because they were doing courses in how to give a presentation. Right. Mm-hmm. They had taken a a course they had internally and turned it outside and I was pretty good at that. So I got that job, got a taste of advertising, kind of discovered there was this these voiceover people that came in. And I did a lot of scratch tracks. We work in a big agency,
3: yeah. you know, yeah. rather
2: than pay us. Yeah. Hey, I think I, was, I think I was there a day when I got a call from the studio engineer, a guy named Les Pinto, and he said, I hear you were in radio, get right down here. And I thought it was a meeting or something. You know, I'm walking, he said, here, and handed me a script. And he actually got, my, got me my first paying job as a voiceover. Hmm. Wow. He said, what was
1: your first paying job?
2: Yeah, for, well, I paid 50 $50. And it was as much as I could read in an hour.
1: Oh, my gosh. They
2: were, they were tracks that they played at drive-ins. Wow. So it was class act. But, you know, I
1: learned a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah, I bet. And 50 bucks was cool. So I would sneak out on Fridays from the John Hancock building, run down there, do the thing, and then come back. And most weeks I got away with it. But one week my boss was trying to find me. And Jay Walter was on several floors. He said, I don't look at every floor. You're around 27, and I went down to 28 and 24. Where, where were you? I said, Oh, well, last night my wife made this lasagna, and it didn't really. So- oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Not, not a problem. Not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> anyway, I saw that. I uh, wasn't ready to go into that. I really wanted to do theater and, and just be an actor. And so uh, I tried being an ad manager, tried a, a couple different things, and one day just said, "I'm going to do this." And I happened to hit it at a point where, the, and I didn't know this, the voice quality was changing from the, you know, the mellifluous tones to somebody who sounded like they might live next door, right. and uh, that turned out to be me, along with other guys. Yeah. And uh, I really, it was an accident,
0: and. I'm so lucky. Wow. Well,
1: it's been a wonderful That's accident. so cool.
0: That's a really cool story, man.
1: Yeah, Harlan, in addition to your versatility as an actor, you are so, such a keen business person. And in today's market, obviously, it's great to get the audition. It's great to book the job. But can you speak a little bit about booking the job versus building a business? What it really takes to be successful in the marketplace now?
2: You uh, you have uh, touched something I feel very strong about. So thank you. Yeah, um,
1: yeah I mean, some
2: of the things I've learned obviously were mis- you know by mistakes, like everybody else. Sure. And I, I I I had no idea what I was doing, and I was just lucky to be in the right place at the right time, and met a lot of people that I learned from. But it was very apparent to me. Part of this was desperation because, you know, I, I went from having a job to not having a job to, right. and I had a home with kids at the time. We had a house. We had expenses. So I tried to do that in a fairly business-like way because during my failed other jobs, I did learn a lot about marketing, particularly mm-hmm. in, at Honeywell when I was trying to sell computers. They made you take these courses, and I learned about computers, whether I liked it or not, very early on. And... My wife was working at the time, and we really, we really set a, a time limit. I didn't want to be one of those people that tries to dabble and be an actor for 30 years and never makes it. I didn't mm-hmm. think that was fair to anybody, particularly me. So we had you know, very realistic goals, amount of money and whatever. And, of course, in panic mode, you start learning a lot. So
3: mm-hmm.
2: at that time, you could call on People in ad agencies. We didn't in Chicago. Agents really weren't very used much for either singers or voice talent. Mm -hmm. You went out and marketed yourself, and I I got a job with a gentleman who never appeared to be a marketing kind of guy. He was very low key, wonderful talent named Jim Lewis, and uh, I was going to be the young salesman, and he was going to be the mature salesman in a sales training film. So I called him and said, "Hey, can we?" You want to drive together? I'll pick you up. He was—I thought he was old. He was probably ten years older than me. God knows, you know. But I was like twenty-six. So everybody's old.
1: Everyone's old.
2: And uh, first of all, I knew how to call Jim up without looking in the in the pages. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, I know Jim Lewis's phone number. It's three one two Bramble. I still remember it. He wow. would put a little ad in this talent directory, and it wow. said Jim Lewis, three one two Bramble. Ask anyone which was actually brilliant branding, because if you said, who's this Jim? Oh, Jim Lewitt, a gentleman, great guy, wonderful talent. So I pick him up, we do the job, we're driving back. He says, that was a nice job. You did a really good job. I got a question for you. Why you, as you do your career now, why you and not Holtz?
0: Who's
2: Holtz? Bob Holtz was the quintessential young voiceover and on-camera guy. He was my competition and everybody in my age bracket. And I said, I don't know. He said, well, start working on it. And it changed my life in a way. I realized, if you know anything about positioning and branding, and we could go for hours on that, that I had to get on that list. Mm -hmm. If Possible I needed to knock Bob Holtz off the list, but I had to get on that little list. What was I going to do that he wasn't doing? And what I did is I went out and I really hit the streets. I made sales calls. I, I made uh, a much more professional-looking demo. At the time, demos, and Stacy, it was on a thing called Reel to Reel. Yes, and I've I know put went around. <laughs> um, they were little white boxes, and you wrote your name at the end. That's yeah. what everybody did. You wrote, it was like, like, a, like a play script. I mean, I, I mean, a movie script. You wrote mm-hmm. on the edge of the binder, which you can't read. And Harlan Hogan, my handwriting was so awful. Awful, still is. It's, <laughs> I'm terrible. That I went and made a label. It was fluorescent ah. yellow. It was re- I still have it. It's really nice. 1976. But it said Harlan Hogan. It was printed professionally and sticky. Everybody was pissed off at me. What'd you do? What'd you, you know, nobody wanted to do anything. Don't do that. I said, someday I'll have a four color one. Oh,
1: yeah. oh boy!
2: What I, I did, and I made up, you know, giveaways, advertising specialties. I figured the one thing I could do better than all these other people because they were equally talented, if not more so, was I was going to be a better marketer. Mm-hmm. So I've run my business that way. I think of this as a business. I love doing it. I don't think of it as a career that has ups and downs and all of that kind of stuff. Although yeah. obviously, even a business does. Mm-hmm. But a business, you build clients you build relationships i have people that i work for that i've worked for for 30 years wow particularly corporate but also some ad people yeah
3: Mm -hmm.
2: i mean that's an amazing thing part of that is yes they like to work I do a good job blah 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 but really it's because i stay in touch with them
1: Yeah. well and that's interesting because you have quite a few agents you have an agent in la new york chicago austin portland Dublin, Amsterdam, you're all over the place. But you're not relying just on your agents to make that phone ring and make your email inbox full. So what do you that's think that's
2: not is, my yeah, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. What
1: do you think is your role as a voice talent because you've seen such an evolution in the business? What is your what do you think is the role of a voice talent now to help that business building process begin and be maintained? Without giving away the keys to the castle, of course, I don't no, want to take no, no. all your...
2: There's, there's, no, there's no secrets. Here's, here's the, here's the secret. The, vo- the, work, the work of voiceover work is getting the work.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's not standing and talking into the tube. With rare exception, most of us spend very little time talking into the metal tube. Right. But we spend a lot of time waiting on others... It's what I call a hope career. I hope my agent... I love my agents. Now, when I talk about marketing and, and establishing relationships, I never go around an agent. Mm-hmm. For First of all, it's wrong. Secondly, why would I do that? Thirdly, I, won't, I can't say that. That's Never mind, I'll say it later. <laughs> I have a high a high, high, high regard for agents. I really do. And so actually today is a good example where someone sent me something and they said, Hey, we listen to you. We want you to do this. And it was a classic. And we're presenting to the client next week and basically wanted me to work for free.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And it was, I looked, so I Googled, Oh, he's in Austin, Texas. And he asked a couple of questions. Yes, I have a home studio. I also have a wonderful agent. In Austin,
3: mm-hmm. here's
2: her phone number. She'll work with you to come up with pricing and scheduling. So uh, that's how I operate my business. Very yeah, good. Very I send good. it to the agent. You know what? I'm going to get paid for that gig, rather mm-hmm. than me calling. Well, yeah, but uh, yeah, we, 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 forget it. So it's really just a business like approach, and that that business is we are not unique. Every business has to get clients and keep them happy, make a profit be the kind of person they want to work with.
0: You're a smart dude.
3: Yay. <laughs> lucky,
2: lucky and desperate. Lucky and desperate works every time. That's good genetics and luck. Yeah. <laughs>
3: That's
2: fantastic. That's why I don't gamble.
1: Okay, so going back, like we said, you have, you have agents in many different markets, including international. Yeah. What do you find are the benefits of having so many different people advocating for you?
2: I just think in this connected world, it's really foolish not to and and it's it's a wonderful opportunity to expand your work the agents i have all understand that they don't mind that i mean back in the day you had an agent mm-hmm. maybe two if you were lucky um, I really never have a problem with you know who, who gets the audition to you first, or if it's a situation, let's say it's New York, and maybe they have called my agent in Chicago. Then you know you tell, both. I mean, I'm very upfront with my agents about that. Say, hey, they called Joan in New York, Ted, but you know we're gonna we're gonna split it. Okay, yeah. you know agents are wonderful at that, right. but uh, particularly Europe. I mean, I've gotten this sounds re, I mean, so egocentric. I, I apologize. I've been I've become rather popular in Switzerland and Spain lately. Oh, my gosh. I have gosh. a number of spots running in, in Switzerland and some in Spain in English, and they have discovered or like like my age and my sound, and I keep getting jobs from them. It's the damnedest thing.
1: Harlan, your Swiss Heart Foundation commercial, you have to go to harlanhogan.com. That thing is, like, gut-wrenching. Isn't the it? park bench. I, I literally, I was, well, you know, it doesn't take a lot to make me cry, it's but true. I was like, oh my. I mean, it really is, it's more than a commercial. It really is a reminder of what's important. Like, go to harlanhogan.com, and you do such a beautiful narration oh. on it.
3: We shared everything, every day,
2: until I learned someone else had taken her heart. I closed my heart for good.
1: But it's really touching. It's heavy.
2: It's nice when you get good material. There isn't a lot of it, let's face it. But once in a while, you get something like that. And they're very, they're, uh, the Swiss are very Germanic, of course. They're Swiss. And yes. so, yeah. man, you want to talk about doing takes. Oh. And ISDN, their Engli- English is very good. There's always, there's always some words that... But, but they're also very good about... How would you say I did some stuff for China yeah. through Germany? Go figure. <laughs> for Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is a crazy world we live in. That's why you want to have agents. Um, for Chrysler. So it's Chrysler being introduced in Japan. Uh, all the talent on camera are, are Japanese, but I'm doing the voiceover in English, which is a kind of weird thing. And there's mm. just certain phrases that, you know, that, that, don't, that aren't English. And usually they'll say, what, what do you think? Well, we wouldn't say arriving in the middle of, we'd say arriving now. Oh, 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 good, Holland, yes, fine, good, thank you. My favorite one was doing, now listen to this fun stuff, <laughs> voices on slot machines in casinos in Amsterdam.
1: Oh, oh.
2: Now, I found this ironically funny. All of these voices, you know, which they would play in the casino, was a heist of a casino. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I thought, Are you out of your mind? Why would you (laughs) have this heist adventure (laughs) in a casino? Where it it made no sense. But Michael, the producer, were working together, and and he wanted more. And he said, "Oh, Harlan, Harlan, uh, I need more insane, more insane, more More insane." Okay, well, I'm pretty insane anyway. More insane, (laughs) more insane. I said, "Oh, he means more enthusiastic." more excited, which I said, I did, oh, yeah, 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 that's good, that's good. More insane, good, thank you.
1: That's <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> but that's interesting, you oh, know, that you've it. had to learn the, the logistics of the different cultures. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah, but
2: yeah. That, this has been kind of, kind of exciting, like, wow, what, how did, where did that come from? Well, I know where it came from. I made some contact. Actually, this, and this is a good story for voiceover people. They had, I think it was my New York agent, had an audition for chrysler in europe right which i would love to have gotten when they were introducing it and i auditioned for it and it was going through this company this production company in switzerland so i don't know didn't get it like like you don't most times and then i got a call from the agent he said oh, these kids people want you to do this thing it's it's basically like a public service they'll pay not a lot um, for the Heart Foundation, in Switzerland, and they sent me. I love. I saw the script and went, "Oh wow, I gotta do this for nothing." But don't tell them mm-hmm. that. I said, Chair sure. but no audition. So then, when we did the job, the director said, "Harlan, we 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 so loved your reading on I'm Chrysler." I'm thinking, I didn't do Chrysler. Oh, the audition! But they wanted to go younger.
3: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Fine. Who cares?
0: Wow, they
2: remembered. And then yeah. somebody said, "Well, let's get." What's his name? The old guy. Love it.
0: Speaking of, of auditions and memorable auditions, um, what do you think, uh, and everybody has a little bit of a different you know, take on this, but what do you think is your advantage when you audition? What do you think you do or put in that you actually think of to actually make yourself memorable?
2: That's a good question. Um, I'm not one to really overthink auditions a lot. Uh, I was subscribed to what Danny Dark always did, which was to not read it out loud ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pull the easel up back in the day when you were reading <laughs> off an easel. and There yeah. were people over there, so you don't see them, so you're not influenced with them. And just read it and see what happens. See if that happy accident occurs. Right. I glance at it, I get the gist of it, and I usually just... My approach is to do what they want within reason... On the first take, and then I do something completely different on what I want to do on the second i don't worry about time unless they specifically say it has to be in time right, and usually it doesn't I mean within reason it's at thirty you 're not going right. to do yeah, it yeah, a minute yeah, yeah. and a half but that 's a problem with voice people we, we you know we're pride ourselves on being able to do this in twenty nine and a half and so you start you're reading you 're not even listening to the scripts. I yeah. get that shit, read it i've had so many producers tell me. We were listening to auditions, and, you know, we heard like 25 people, and they were all great, and then this twenty-sixth guy did something totally different we never thought of, and we hired him. And so I uh, remember that. The other thing I'll do is if there's, let's say, you get three scripts on the email, Yeah, I never read them in that order. Everybody will read the first one that came in the email, I read the other one. Why? I have cast, I have sat there, um... I know how boring it can be and how much, you know, they listen to about three seconds, honestly, if they even listen. You know, every day and every way, every day and every way, and everybody's saying the words exactly the same way. It's not that they're bad, they're good. They're doing exactly what they were asked to do. But after a while, casting is not so much choosing. It's eliminating, Mm. Mm. particularly at the level that, we hopefully all are at. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everybody's good. So what jumps out is what's a little unusual. So if I do any affectation at all is I rel- I, I'm so much more relaxed at this age than I was at 26, that yeah. I have fun with the copy. I'll take a break like I did just now where <laughs> it isn't expected and it catches people's attention. Right. Mm-hmm. So, You know, that's basically it. You know, you just do the best you can. Recognize that, mean, particularly in this world now, that your odds are probably, I'm guessing, 90% they don't listen to, 80%. Mm -hmm. Because, again, you know, it's problem solving, which is what I preach in terms of business. You're solving a problem for someone. Casting people want you to get the part. Right. Life's hard, right? They want to go, That's her. That's her. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. And they don't listen to anybody else, not because they're mean, because they heard the person that they wanted. Mm -hmm. So I never look at it win or lose or that you're chosen or you're not. A lot of it's the luck of the draw. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's just the way it is.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well,
0: one of the cool things, man, that I hear just in talking to you and, you know, you and I were talking... Uh, yesterday and having a really nice conversation, you have such a great personality, man, that even when you're just reading anything, I'm sure that that shines through. and that in and of itself is 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 something yeah. different, you know because you your personality is just so engaging and so friendly and so inviting that I'm sure that's helped you make uh, a few million right there. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. I've got to get my wife, because I want her to hear this. Okay? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, thank you. And, and, I, and I, I guess in a way that's true. You want to put your personality in there. Yeah. If you just, you know, it's fine what they say. We want, you know, my, my favorite direction of last year was, we want a Morgan Freeman type, mm-hmm. but young, with no ethnicity.
3: So, okay. <laughs>
2: okay, that's a toughie. <laughs> but you know, you read between the lines, and secondly, you want a storyteller. Yeah, exactly. Tell them a story. It's a wonderful story. I just love that, but young with no ethnicity. Well, it wouldn't be Morgan Freeman, would it? Yeah,
0: but absolutely.
2: It, it, so read, you know, read past that. Get an mm. idea of the flavor, and then you just, yeah, you're right, and you know, put some personality
0: in. Why not? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know what? Speaking of personality, I think that we should take a quick moment here. Let's do our uh, first
1: trivia question.
0: Give the viewers our first trivia question in order for them to win those awesome headphones.
1: Are you ready, Harlan? Uh, Because you supposedly know the answers to these.
2: I know the answers, but I'm
0: not going to tell them. Go ahead. ahead. Here we go. Trivia question number Number one, one, ladies and gentlemen.
1: What is the significance of the number 162 to Harlan Hogan? A. Is it A, his IQ? B, his age, C, his weight, or D, all three. Ah,
0: might have to do a little uh, Googling to
1: find that out.
0: But that is trivia question number one.
2: (laughs) Research, research, research.
0: Research. Uh, How would one, uh, where would one might want to research in order to find the answer to that question? Any 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 clues
2: to that? Uh, I don't know. Oh. see Did they find that uh, well they, they'll figure out the ones that are wrong I can tell you that right away
0: <laughs> okay there you go so process of the, kind look of like casting a process of elimination
2: <laughs> right, of elimination exactly right exactly. Oh,
0: okay okay beautiful well, yes. we're gonna give you guys some more trivia questions a little bit later but uh, right now, uh, we're going to get to some more Holland Hogan. I know that this next question I can find the answers to by reading your books, all right? I understand this. But I want to know now, and I haven't read the book, how <laughs> how, how, how did com get started, man? What got you into that whole thing and developing, you know, all this? Creating uh, your the, own gear? Yeah, and- man. Can you tell us a little bit about
1: that? Is this another dumb luck thing? That go. should be the title of your third book, Dumb we, Luck.
2: We can save an hour here. We just say <laughs> Dumb Luck just keeps coming up, Dumb Luck. Dumb, Dumb, luck. Luck. Dumb uh, luck. Actually, I didn't write much about that in – I didn't write anything about it in the first book because it didn't exist till right. five years ago.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: I didn't write much in this one either because I would not want to turn the book into a sales pitch. Okay. Right. And and, and, the, and the editor would have gone, Arlen.
1: <laughs> okay, so it's good it's that I'm like asking the question. Pitch. Yeah, so you can sales pitch all you want right yeah.
2: now. Oh, no, I can ask – you know, it, it, it was completely total dumb luck. And what happened was, of course, pers- as the home studio started to come in, yeah. and I, had, I did ha- I did write about that in the first book, that, that I was saying, you know, with this internet thing, it's 12 years ago, yeah. uh, and and equipment seems to be getting less expensive. I mean, there, there might be a time when we actually auditioned from home. That was my mm. major prediction. Not even thinking about doing finished work. And maybe we can just somehow send them because at that point the internet didn't talk i mean you had very little music running because the bandwidth wasn't there we didn't have cable and all of that and people laughed at me i'm telling you i was at a at a vo book signing with elaine clark and nancy cartwright and everybody who's written the vo book back about 12 years ago and everybody talked and i had a microphone there that i'd gotten from china and i said you know look at this this is a this is a really nice sounding mic and it's a hundred dollars yeah. And I think we're we'll going to have home studios. It was Almost booze. Almost. Like, almost booze. You know, well, <laughs> <laughs> it's L.A. <laughs> record from home, you're out of your mind.
3: Well. Mm. Yep. So
2: what happened with, with why I have the store is that I was trying to find a way to record on the road with decent acoustics. So I could actually get out of here once in a while, particularly during political season. Yeah. From... Mm you know basically labor day through halloween you're on call i mean it's 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 fun but it's crazy yeah. so i'd heard about a guy named Douglas Spotted Eagle who had made a foam core box and put acoustic foam in it and stuck a cardioid pattern microphone in it and recorded all kinds of tracks and stuff in his hotel room under duress yeah. i learned later the bbc did this Um, Back in World War II, Mm -hmm. which I honestly do not remember, okay? Um, (laughs) But I've read the book. um, And they would take a crate or something and throw, you know, pillows or rags or blankets in there and put the microphone in to block some of the sound of bombs falling and stuff. So it's an old idea. So I thought, okay, that would be good. Could I make one that would fold up? And so I started playing around trying all kinds of different boxes, and I settled into a, a thing that you could buy at Target for like $10 or less that folded up, yeah. got good acoustic foam because the whole key to this thing is really good yeah. acoustic foam, which is not cheap.
3: Yeah. And I cut
2: it, and I put it together and went, holy crap, this works. It really <laughs> sounds good. I mean, The minute I made it, you know, if you ever had one of them, whether it's mine or one that somebody else made, and you're talking like this, and you hold it up, and it's like,
3: oh, yeah. my God.
2: It really works. Yeah, it really does. So I, so I wrote it up as an article on the Internet because I had no intention of just to be a nice guy, honestly. There was no, you know, promotion in there for me. It was like, here's a way to record on the road. You buy this, you buy the foam, get the Oral-X, Prime acoustic, good stuff. Here's how you cut foam because you need to cut it. You can't cut it with a knife, you know, it falls apart. So you need a little... I have my mother's, God bless her, you know, the little electric knives, but they still make. Oh,
1: yeah. Because it
2: saws. It Mm saws. So I kept getting a letter. Thank you, Harlan. This is great. Where can I buy one? Where can I buy one? Where can I buy one? And finally, finally, it goes into my (laughs) skeleton. Oh, maybe I. So I made 10 of them. And I charged, you know, a pretty high price because I'm making them. I sold them like in two days.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: Uh, there was a need here, so I started making them. Before I stopped actually making them and came up with the professional ones made in China for me, yeah. I just sold fifteen hundred of them.
1: Wow! You had like a little know. workshop. What
2: there. a dumb! What a piece of luck was that! Oh, and I was wall.
1: making them.
2: You know, I wasn't. I wasn't happy with the with what I was. Maybe what I made worked, but it wasn't nice, and the phone wasn't. Yeah, nice.
3: right. I Do all
2: of that, so I finally made the professional ones. But once I did that. And put them up on my little store. I thought, well, what else? You know, nobody's little by little. Nobody's made a microphone where they started from scratch and said this is for voiceover, not mm-hmm. for singers. Yeah, mm-hmm. I made my stuff is not revolutionary; it's evolutionary. I made changes to the pattern, got rid of some of that proximity effect, uh, right. which is so unflattering on ladies. Usually, when you get closer, you get deeper. It sounds muddy often, so yeah. the pattern's adjusted. The, uh, FET, the JFETs, the transistors used are much more expensive than most mics in that in that range. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the headphones. We put leather instead of vinyl, memory foam, made them lighter, made them much more transparent. So you really hear what's going on in yeah. the room. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been. So I, believe me, I never thought I'd be in retail. I, I, it blows my mind. It, sometimes it's a real pain in the butt, but overall, it's really been fun.
1: Yeah.
3: And,
2: yeah. You know, uh, go figure. You know that's so well, you've great, got yeah. and this
1: and this is of course is voiceoveressentials.com. dot yep. com but you've got some fun stuff that, what other things are you excited about gear wise I mean I know there's the the mixer phase from Sentrance is coming out i mean yes. what is there any new things that's gonna be on voiceover essentials or in general gear wise that you're excited about
2: yeah it won't it, it won't it's not exclusive to me uh, right. i right. I know my good men and I know the people over at Sentrance, and we're friends we have breakfast at least once a month yeah but um I have I actually have one back here, like maybe one of the three in the world. Oh, I'm not sure exactly when they're arriving, but uh, I can show you if you want. Yeah, um,
1: let's get an exclusive peek Such
2: at it. a neat device because it's two channels, so it's a mixer. It's got a limiter in it, which for voice people working without engineers is a Ooh. godsend. Yep. Because I don't know about you guys, I have done. I've done it here in my booth. You're reading, and then you've got a big dynamic shift. Oh, yeah. And you don't realize, and, yeah. and they don't hear it on the phone nope. or even on Skype. And you come back and go, "Oh shit, I got to recreate that." <laughs> Not a, it's, because it's all it's all
3: distorted. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's the acting comes in. Always yeah. pay attention to what you're doing. So yeah, you can don't because you don't want to call them up and say, "Hey, I blew it," but you can't ride the game. You know, right? So this right. has a very nice soft limiter on it. It's when you don't hear it. It's really cool, and I of course looked at it immediately as a way to do a phone patch or a Skype patch, on the road. Wow. What's unique is you've got these two channels, beautifully made, recharges, the batteries last forever, and it will talk to your regular desktop, if you have one, your laptop, your iPhone, wow. and an Android. So this is the and a tablet. So this is the first really practical device that will work with
1: everything. That crosses over. So Can we cool. take a so, peek uh, at it? Yeah, Can hang
2: you show on. show
1: us? I want to see it.
0: Uh-oh.
1: He's moving. He's moving. World premiere
0: <gasps> right dun, dun, here on we V.O. Weekly. We need Weekly. some
1: dramatic music. Yeah,
0: bam, bam, <laughs>
1: After you see it, you must never speak of it.
0: Yes, you cannot burn <laughs> this episode of V.O. Buzz Weekly after you look see it. Look
1: how compact it is. I
0: love it. Wow, look at that.
1: That is this so is... cute.
2: The mixer and face. this is a di- this is a, a prototype, so nothing's labeled and all right. of that. Yeah. You've got volume controls. You've got the tricks I think they're called, Chuck. Yep. The quarter inch and yep. XLR. I mean, wow. the people over at Centrance—they
1: thought this through.
2: First met them, like like most people, they were producing stuff for musicians and everything, and partially by happenstance that that their president Michael and I became friends. That he realized that the. the, the Potential to the voiceover market, yeah. and now like with this, he spent time with me. He spent time with with Bo Weaver and and many other people mm-hmm. to make something. Yes, he'll sell this to musicians too. Obviously, yes. that we really could use. And then, you know, you've got USB in and out. You've got lightning or thirty pin in and out. Um, it weighs next to nothing. You put your you know put your iPhone on top of it. And it's a little strap that comes with it. So your whole your whole wow. footprint is that. So cool. So Oh, and what's good. needed, I think, what, what will happen, I think, is, I mean, I know I would do this. Say you're a new person coming into the business. You say, just get this. You take it on the road. You use it at home. You don't need anything to get two channels. How much more would you need? Yeah. And, you know, 96K if you need it, which you don't. Mm. And every possible thing, I, I think it's going to be a huge, I hope it is a home run for him.
3: because It's very man.
2: hard to do stuff like that. Um, it's very expensive to produce obviously and he's not a large company
3: mm-hmm. and and
2: that's people don't realize that I didn't either until I started making stuff in China it's not so much that you can look at something, oh look at the cost I, I can you know I can double my money the minimum order quantities on things are what kill you
0: yeah mm-hmm. 50,000 know, yeah. I
2: was but I was making that original booth yeah uh, it was blue because that's what Whitmore who makes their they, laundry things yeah and I, and I talked to them, and I bought from them directly. And I said to the young lady one time, I said, you know, could I, could I get these in black? You know, maybe, and could you silk screen them? Because I was already thinking ahead. She said, absolutely, Harlan, that's not a problem at all. We, we can do black. We can silk screen whatever you want. And it, it, it was pennies, you know, like 10 more cents to silk screen it. And the black was no extra charge. I said, great, this is fat. And I was buying at that point, like 25 at a crack. I said it's great. He said the only thing is you have to buy a full container. Oh. So well, well and they fold flat. Remember <laughs> how many? How many? How many are in a container? Forty-eight
0: thousand. <laughs> oh my God! I was close. I said fifty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> what do
2: I win? Okay. First lesson in you know because yeah. I used to do that. Oh, look at that shirt. Demon Marcus has that shirt. A hundred dollars they paid. in China They probably did But they had to buy A half million Or a million (laughs) of them And if they don't sell
1: Yeah They go to Marshall That's right
0: (laughs) Well that concludes Part one With the very funny Harlan Hogan Stay tuned for part two Because we will be Revealing some Other trivia questions That you're going to need To win the awesome Headphones
1: Yes And we'd like to say Thank you to all Of our sponsors Sennheiser Neumann Nezlas, For all the body Good buzz bars That keep us And our guests Going strong Traditional Medicinals, entertainer Secret, VoiceOver Essentials, of course, and you. You for watching. Absolutely. Couldn't do it without you guys. Nope. Keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest at VL buzz Weekly. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time. And just remember,
3: you, you always, always have time for a little
1: buzz. buzz.